Hello, and welcome to Mysteries of Vatgalim. I am Judah Eisman, first year student at Technion American Medical School. I am joined by Daniel Kaplan, who is in his second year second medical, year, medical student. He's in his gap year between his second and third year uh, at medical school. This week, we are sponsored by the Arnona office. The Arnona office is here to help you and is open 24-7 for your personal needs. Anytime you want, you can make it there and they will help you very kindly with what you... Oh, it's not open 24-7. It's not open 24-7. I think it's barely open two so, hours a day. Uh, it's not open 24-7. It's open... Two hours a day from uh, like 2 to 3, 4 p.m. in the middle of the day when nobody's available. It's open... I have no clue when it's open. Whatever. They're not... You know what? Forget about the Arnona office. All right. This week's mystery is um, is a unique mystery. You want to introduce the mystery, Daniel? Um, sure. <laughs> uh, you know, we live in Bakalim, which is a beautiful beach town community. Mm. And uh, I'm sure now that beach season has arrived, the summer months, we see a lot of um, interesting clad individuals. Oh. Um, or should I say um, not so clad individuals? Oh, good. Is that, is that a good way of I'd say the beach is pop- more popping um, on, on Saturdays than, yaf- than Falafalachi at 5 a.m. Um, you'd be surprised how popping Falafalachi is at 5 a.m. Yeah, I know. But th- just, just, just as a, a side note, not related to our mystery, if you want a falafel at 7 a.m., you can get it. And not only can you get it, it's probably the best falafel of the day. It's but you want, you want one at 7 p.m., you're out of luck. Well, you have to go to Yaakov Kebab. Okay, but... Don't get their falafel. You heard it from Judah himself. Okay, yeah. back to our mystery, Judah. What's right. our mystery? You want to, you want to continue uh, this? The mystery this week is why do the Russians dress the way they dress, read naked at the beach? Rarely do you see a, dr- a Russian dress properly with a good swimsuit that goes about maybe to mid-thigh or to the knee. Rarely do you see um, them dressed in the proper clothing. Rather, you'll get Speedo. You'll get sometimes stomach covering Speedo and... You know, every once in a while you get the naked guy. But So Judah, why do you think this is? I have a few theories. Um, you want to hear all of them or just like maybe one? A couple. Okay. One of them is this. that They all come from Russia. It's really cold in Russia. Um, and so they came here and they're like, I have to wear as little as possible. That's it. It's very possible. All I can say is it's a little bit disheartening when you walk on the beach. Like, for God's sake, dude. I don't know. I don't know who you are or where you're from, but like. Just keep it covered. It doesn't explain why they feel that their belly should cover their speedo. I don't get that one. <laughs> well, that's like, a different question. Yeah. At least wear something that we can tell you're wearing something. That one I appreciate more. Like, I appreciate it when I can tell that they're wearing something. You know? Even if I can see all their leg hair. And all the upper thigh hair. The no. other one is... Oh, sorry. Go. Go on. I don't think we, re- I don't think we really understand anything about the Russians of Bakalim. We all call this the Russian town. Like... If you ask anybody who lives in Makalim, other than students and army, army soldiers, they're going to tell you Russians. Russians. It's true. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know how many times you've been to Mega where they ask you, Paturovsky, Paturovsky? I don't, I don't even know how to say that. All I know is, no, no Russian, no Ruski. Yeah. That's well, all I can tell you. I feel bad when I go to the Russian market and I speak Hebrew because I feel like I'm doing them a disservice. And they give me a laugh. Like, really? You don't speak Russian? You live, in, you live here? You don't Just, speak Russian? I'm like, yeah. Just for example today, Judah, I was in Mega. I just needed to buy a few items, really not so complicated. Okay. And these two older Russian women were in front of me, and they literally didn't speak a blessed word of English or Hebrew, <laughs> or uh, maybe they spoke Russian. I guess that, they spoke Russian. That has happened to me before. Just and, and the poor cashier was trying to explain to them that it was 17 shekel and 70 agurot, and they kept asking, so how much? They say, like, they like put up their arms, like, 
you know, how much? And she says, look at the screen, for God's sake. It's there. It's numbers. So that did, that did happen to me recently in basketball where some guy showed up to play basketball with us. And we're like, oh, Hebrew? And he's like, no. And we're like, English? And he's like, oh. Like, oh Russian. How do you, like, okay, fine. You literally expect us to speak At least, at least you didn't you need to explain to him how much it costs to play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude, but moving on. All right, moving on. Moving on to a very important topic, I'd say... We want to wish you a huge mazel tov. Oh, thank you, Judah. Thank you. On your engagement, it's a big deal. Thank you, Judah. Yeah, I want to ask you a couple questions about it. Nothing crazy. Uh, First of all, I want to thank, uh, Eliana and I want to thank the Bakalim community for all their support. Uh, It's really really been really nice to see. Blah, blah, blah. See so much outpouring (laughs) of uh, love and support from all of our friends here in Bakalim. So thank you for that. That's very kind of you to say. It's true. Okay, sure. (laughs) <laughs> um, okay, just a couple questions. A, what's changed? B, what's the same? Um, the same is we're st- still the same people. We still look the same. We still have the same names. We ha- we had nothing's changed in that front. Okay, because that's a you know that's a tonic. <laughs> it's the first time for those, for, those, for those who are wondering. We a couple of us here may be having drinks that may have some no, contents I'm, I'm other saying, than first than, time. Than, than beverages <laughs> that you would purchase uh, on on uh, the soft drink shelf. Okay. Um, and yeah, I think I think um, engaged life is a sort of in between state where you know you want to you planning to get married and you're not you're obviously not married yet and it, um, it has a lot of challenges in terms of walking that tightrope. But I think it's been a lot of fun. Um, the engagement itself, having so much support from our family and friends both here in Israel and in the United States, and it's just it, it's a different feeling because. There's, you're more committed now, and so it's not just like, oh yeah, we're dating, like, you know. Uh, yeah, like, when did you make the decision to friend each other on Facebook? Like, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. Um, <laughs> I'll just say, it was not so long before we got engaged. I'll yeah, leave it at that. I assumed you guys had confirmed, like, we're getting engaged, and it was like, now we can friend each other on Facebook. Yes, something yeah. like that. Do you, how do you view your role as the future JLIC couple here? Um, first of all, who said we're the JLIC couple? Um... I'll just quote lunch yesterday and say, we're going to be the future JLIC couple. I think that so, was you. Uh, <laughs> for those who are listening, our fellow listeners, um, there has been talk about making us the JLIC couple on campus. If you're wondering what JLIC is, for those who don't know, it's a, a couple that helps run Orthodox Jewish life on campus. And we realize that there's a serious need for that here at the Bagalim campus. The most important part is that they're cool. They have to be cool. Well, Julia, do we, are we cool? I don't know. How cool do you think you are? Uh, Dude, I'm asking you a question. Am I cool? I don't think you're like LeBron James cool. Ooh. I think think you're like Drake and Josh cool. Yeah, you're cooler than Drake and Josh were. Oh, okay, fine. (laughs) I don't know. Is that like, I don't know. My listeners here can tell us what they think about that comment. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Listen, as, how, how do you view your future as the future JLIC couple? Listen, if we can convince... I'll tell you this. If we can convince JLIC from the Orthodox Union back in New York that we should get funding, then it's, it, it would be amazing. It would be also, also hysterical, but also just a lot of fun. That's like three sponsors in this one community. You have them, you've got uh, JMAC, and you've got the Colo. That's a lot. That's Listen, a lot of fun. There's a lot of need. The Bakalim Orthodox community is growing like and it needs a lot of support. People. Yeah, it's true. Oh, man. I think the most important part of a JLIC couple, if, if you ask me as somebody who's been to a college with a JLIC couple and from speaking to others, is that they run good events. That's and if people true. run a good, if you run a good event, it doesn't matter how many organizations you have. Like, as long as you run good events. Pascaline. Like Pascaline. Yeah, good event. 
We might we actually consider we consider possibly. We don't <laughs> no. want to steal. We don't want you steal. can make it something else. You can make it sushi galim. Yeah, as long as you put galim at the end, you'll be fine. Exactly. All right, we're, we've got another segment. We've got a new segment. New segment alert. <laughs> Solid. Um, <laughs> which is competing podcast alert. Uh oh. So. Our new segment. This is a new segment that Judah came up with. It's an interesting one. I came up with all the segments. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting one. So there's this new podcast I found. Very interesting podcast. It's called Looking for the Middle. Okay. okay. It's basically two Christian girls, and it's called The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. Basically, they run you through their dating life. They have some very interesting questions, like, what about long-term dating? What about the second date? Where do you go on the first date? And you know, I was I- like... How did you come up? How did you find this one? Uh, that's a good question. Um, let's just say it was one, during one of those break times, and I was like, "Wow, I'd love to find a podcast on dating." So I did like Google, like I searched dating, and then I was like, "Oh wow, here's an interesting one. I wonder what this one's about." And then I was like, "Oh my goodness, this could be. This is basically what we do." Interesting. Just yeah. Fascinating, no, actually. Very fascinating. Extremely fascinating, I would say. And it was like, "What are you looking for in a good Christian guy?" And I was like, "I could basically answer that question for you." <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're competing with us. We've got a we've got a competitor in regards to giving out dating advice. Do we give out dating advice? Well, now we do, which is our final segment. New segment. <laughs> oh, new segment alert. <laughs> oh, but first we'll have to send a message to them about how they're competing with us. I'm just gonna say they do have more episodes. Like a cease and desist. Yeah, we're they, the second. We're the last. They do one. have more episodes than we do, but ours. Um, yeah, ours has better sponsors. Um, we've got a new segment called Dating Advice Questions. We bring in our dating expert who's compiled a list of questions that he's received and come up with on his own. And he'll ask us questions about um, uh, questions pertaining to dating, which he feels are important. Could we introduce our dating expert? Yeah. His name's Yossi. Hails from the holy city of Toronto. 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 Spent some time in the, even the Golden Medina in the Hailing city of... Quebec? New York. Oh, okay. And here has joined us all the way from his apartment just down... Yeah, down the block. Down the block. Pretty much. Yeah. Or from his room, which was right on the other side. Yeah, um, closer, closer. Yeah, pretty much. He joins, he joins us. Thank, he basically, thank you, Jesse, for joining us. He's been us through a lot of walks of life. He's dated a lot of girls in different areas. In Toronto, in New York, and in Israel. Is this true? I have no clue. Have you gone on dates in all three? Never in Toronto. Uh, Ooh. Mm-hmm. 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 We, need we, need, we need some Canadians out there. Maybe we need Josh. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to my Canadians. <laughs> shout out Markel. Um, all right. Give us some uh, questions. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate yeah. you valuing my opinion. So the first <laughs> question relates to the so-called two-date rule. Ooh. Um, in the Orthodox world specifically, it's considered not acceptable to only go on one date with a girl. Yeah. You know, you got to give her at least two dates. Give her a chance. You think there's merit to that? Sometimes you know after the first date it's a no-go. Now, what do you guys think of that? All right. It's actually very interesting. Um, when I first started going out and I was in college, I said I'm, I'm going to go on a minimum of two dates. I had the, the two-date rule. I thought it was a respectable thing. It was something that you should do, you know, give them a second chance, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. When I was uh, in my gap year between college and coming here for medical school, I was visiting a friend of mine who lived on the Upper West Side. And we went to a meal together, and somehow this question came up. It was, it was sort of weird. Not a surprise. It always comes up. It was interesting. <laughs> specifically this question about two-date rule. And there were a lot of people, specifically women in that, in that, at that meal, in that room, 
who were very much like one and done, one and done. And I was just like, what kind of chutzpah is that? One and done. Do I, do I just one and done you? Sorona and done? <clears throat> Different yeah. question. Okay. Oof. Shout out, shout out to our Sorona and done people out there. Yeah. Just to interject, Tal recently told me of a three-day rule that she has. That's, three days. That's too wow. much. Shout out over there. That's too much. Here's what I think about this. One second. Can I just finish? Yeah. So uh, bottom fine. line is, bottom line <laughs> is, after this, I, especially after coming to medical school, I sort of changed my mind and I said, you know, one and done. Meaning there were dates I went out specifically in Israel when I first got to medical school. And it was like, first date, I was like, there is no way I'm continuing to go out with this person. And I'm like, I could go out again and be nice, but like, who's, I'm wasting my time and their time. Cause like, I know after the second date, nothing's gonna change. I spent three hours with this person. I could tell what they're like. like I'm not interested. It was very yeah. nice to meet you. You're a nice person, but you know, something's just well, not Well, you there. did tell me the rule medical school. Medical school and done. That's yep. apparently a rule. You, yeah. told, you told me that. In medical school, you don't have to do one and done. Here are my thoughts on this. You mean two? Yeah. As long as you're polite, it's fine. That's what I think. Okay. And as long as it's clear. It's but just true, like, true, bro. Is it true, true that you do uh, one and then the next one the next day? Is that um, still no, true? That, that, hold on. So first of all, I also, I'm, I'm not a one and doneer just because I also feel like, yeah, some people get nervous. Um, and I always, I try to get along with people to a minimal degree. Sometimes I do that especially when it's in Jerusalem where it's just like yeah we're going out tonight and then we're gonna go out again tomorrow night it's just like you know hit them up boom boom mm-hmm. basically text them the instant you leave and you're like date ends 6.30 text them 6.45 so we're going out, going out again tomorrow and they're usually like yeah yeah let's hit it up again tomorrow whatever works <laughs> yeah <laughs> so just uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a supporter of that the, the fact that you don't need to go on two dates but I did recently hear a good argument for the two-date rule from Ellie Hirschkopf, actually. He told me that if you only go on one date with a girl, the girl becomes convinced that there's something intrinsically flawed with her. So in order to reassure her of that, you gotta go on the second date. Granted, if she knows that's your rule, then that, that, that becomes no longer reassuring, but I just thought yeah. that was an interesting defense of the two-date Here's what I'd say. You're saying it's to protect the woman. I'd say right. if you tell or her- Or vice versa, yeah. for the, to protect the if you tell her about If you tell her about the rule on the first date, then you're okay. You're in the clear, because then she doesn't know anymore. So that should be the new rule. You have to tell them that you have a rule that you do one and done. <laughs> okay. New rule. It's some sort of derivative of the new rule. If you tell mind. them that you do the one and done, <laughs> and then it's okay to do one and done. Drew, tell me how that works out for you next time. I'll tell you. I'll test right. it out. Danny right. expert. Uh, we got one, kind of one more question. One more question. Right. In our in our uh, for our next question, I think in our parents' generation, it was sort of acceptable to be dating multiple people at the same time. Ooh. Nowadays, that's frowned upon. <laughs> so it's a two part question. Is that yeah. is it acceptable? And the second part of the question is, if it is acceptable, for how long is it acceptable? At what point do you have to start being exclusive? You want to field it? I'll take it. All right. Okay. The answer to your question is definitely there's a significant generation gap. Um, I will say there are members of my family who may have dated multiple people. <laughs> older <laughs> members of my family. Literally his father. No, my mom. Oh, my mom. Literally his father. My mom. She dated both moms. She encouraged you to. Literally she encouraged you to. No, she... she <laughs> She, she did it and she encouraged me, which is why I don't mind saying it on this podcast. She yeah. encouraged me to do it Both when I was dating. And I said, Emo, what, like, this doesn't seem like it's an appropriate thing to do. And she said, what do you mean? How are you going to know which guy you like? Or which girl you like? And so, I'm like, well, I, I don't know. It just seems like a little bit. So I think now after dating people, you know, thank God now I'm engaged. But after dating a, a bunch of people and, and just from my experience, I think I haven't done it. I think you could do it up to like two, maybe three dates. Past three dates, I think it's not fair. I think at that point, you've basically seen enough of either party. 
I know people, I've heard people do it, but usually they only do it after two dates. Meeting after two dates, I don't think it's the nicest thing, but I can understand it. Yeah. But after that, I think you have to like make a decision either you're going one way or the other. So let me put it this way. My grandparents have multiple times offered me to, offered someone to me when I've been dating someone for a significant amount of time. They're just like, but you should try it out, Judah. You never know. So I feel like definitely, definitely possibly I've been like, I'm, I'm dating someone. Uh, second of all, I feel like it's also a sliding scale. As you move farther away from the yeshivish, it becomes less and less appropriate to date multiple people. So it's like, yeshivish, yeah, you know, we're not dating until we're married. Then it's like, boom, 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 we're meeting at parties. And like, when you're at meeting at parties, it's like, yeah, why would I date someone else when I ask this girl out at a party? I'm with you, Judah. <laughs> yeah. I think the more yeshivish you are, the more acceptable, acceptable it is because they go on fewer dates. Yeah, period. because there's less, uh, you know, there's less... Uh, the whole dating period could be a month. So if you date two people within like, four weeks like you're basically like didn't date you you know yeah can i say i had as an out-of-towner i speak for out of town i speak for the crowd i speak for the Ooh. i speak for the oil um it has happened that i've gone to d- dates for uh that i've gone on a date in new york and it has happened that i'll once that i've set up a date on thursday night with the intention of having another one saturday night and then a sunday date with a different girl it has happened once okay do this a minute right here on the podcast Mr. let's just Spockley. say let's just say it's happened all right. Thank you so much, Yossi, our yeah. dating expert, for joining us today. What a BH. Thank you to our fellow <laughs> listeners for tuning in. Um, we are sorry for the hiatus that we've taken. There's been a lot going on in a lot of our lives, especially mine. You got engaged. There's a lot of stuff going on before the engagement, <laughs> too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Judah. Appreciate the support. In any oh case, guys, thank you guys so much I for listening. For, thank you so much for listening to Mysteries of Bach If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, send them straight to Judah. Actually, yeah. don't send them to Judah because he won't respond. Send won't them to respond. me. Please send them to Yossi or Daniel. Have a great night. <laughs>